Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Thursday, August 26th. I'm Pim Fox. Our top stories today include central bank rate hikes, Chips Ahoy! Mergers and acquisitions reshape the semiconductor industry, and corporate vaccine mandates are growing. Those stories and more, but first, let's get you updated on markets. S&P, Dow, and NASDAQ futures are slightly lower by about three-tenths of a percent, pointing to a muted open after a five-day rally pushed both the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ composite to all-time highs. Stocks in Asia were mostly lower, while the stocks Europe 600 slipped a half a percent. Oil prices are lower after three days of gains, with Brent crude falling about 1% to $70.65 a barrel. The yield on the benchmark 10-year U.S. Treasury climbed for a third session to 1.353%. That's the highest level in two weeks. On Wednesday, the S&P 500 crossed the 4,500 threshold for the first time ever, but closed below that level, still notching a record. Gains were led by stocks that benefit from the economic reopening, such as airlines, cruise lines, and financials. The Nasdaq Composite also closed at a record. Now to the news. South Korea has become the first major economy to experience rising interest rates. The central bank raised its policy rate for the first time in almost three years Thursday, increasing it by 25 basis points to three-quarters of a percent. The Bank of Korea also hiked its inflation projection to 2.1 percent. That's up from 1.8 percent. Stocks in South Korea closed lower by six-tenths of a percent in yesterday's trade. The central bank said it decided to put the focus on reducing financial imbalances and is beginning the process of normalizing policy in line with the economic recovery. The action by South Korea underscores questions regarding U.S. interest rate policy, just as Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell is set to deliver his keynote address at the Fed's annual symposium in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, tomorrow. Now to the news. South Korea has become the first major economy to experience rising interest rates. The central bank raised its policy rate for the first time in almost three years on Thursday, increasing it by 25 basis points to three-quarters of a percent. The Bank of Korea also hiked its inflation projection to 2.1 percent. That's up from 1.8 percent. Stocks in South Korea closed lower by six-tenths of a percent in yesterday's trade. The central bank said it decided to put the focus on reducing financial imbalances and is beginning the process of normalizing policy in line with the economic recovery. The action by South Korea underscores questions regarding U.S. interest rate policy, just as Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell is set to deliver his keynote address at the Fed's annual symposium in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, tomorrow. Western Digital is in talks to combine with Japan's Kyoxia Holdings in a potential $20 billion deal. There's no guarantee a deal will be completed, as Kyoxia could go public or pursue another deal. That's all according to the Wall Street Journal. Kyoxia was formerly part of Toshiba and was purchased by a group led by private equity firm Bain Capital that included Apple, Dell Technologies, Kingston Technology, and Seagate Technology for about $18 billion in 2018. Toshiba retains a 40% share of the business. Western Digital makes hard disk and solid-state drives, as well as NAND chips, and has a joint venture with Kyoxia for manufacturing and R&D. 
Western digital shares jumped nearly 8% in Wednesday's trade. The Philadelphia Semiconductor Index is up more than 20% so far this year, compared to a nearly 20% gain in the S&P 500. And new rules for the unvaccinated. Beginning November 1st, Delta Airlines said unvaccinated workers will be charged a $200 monthly health insurance surcharge and could, could lose pay protection for missing work due to the disease. Delta says the surcharges are to cover higher COVID costs, with the average hospital stay due to the virus costing the carrier $50,000 per person. Delta joins other companies and the U.S. military in mandating vaccinations. About 75% of Delta's workers are already vaccinated against the coronavirus. In other news, shares of software giant Salesforce.com rose 2% in extended trading Wednesday after reporting fiscal second quarter earnings and forward guidance that exceeded analyst estimates. Ulta Beauty also rose 6% in after-hours trading on strong results. The Fed's Jackson Hole Symposium begins today, and the Federal Reserve has been purchasing at least $120 billion worth of bonds per month to curb longer-term interest rates and jumpstart economic growth in reaction to the pandemic. Chairman Jerome Powell is scheduled to make remarks on Friday. And short selling is back. According to Morgan Stanley Prime Brokerage data, in July, hedge funds' short books generated the best alpha since 2010 now outperforming the long side of their strategies. The outperformance in the bearish bets is good news for hedge funds after a decade of mediocre performance. Following three straight years of outflows, hedge funds recorded more than $6 billion in client inflows in the first quarter. That pushed the industry's total assets under management to a record of $3.8 trillion, according to HFR data. Meanwhile, stock correlation has fallen to an all-time low from a peak in March 2020. That's according to Bernstein. Hedge funds have gained 9.2% in 2021 through the end of July, according to HFR. They still lag the S&P 500, which gained 17% during the same period. In the home building sector, Doug Yearly, chief executive of luxury home builder Toll Brothers, told CNBC Wednesday that lumber prices coming off record highs will serve as a tailwind in the face of other, quote, cost pressures. In May, lumber prices hit an all-time high of over $1,700 per thousand board feet. That's a surge from a pandemic low of $300. That was less than a year earlier. Lumber settled around $500 per thousand board feet on Wednesday. Shares of Toll Brothers rose more than 4% in Wednesday's trade, and the stock is up more than 46% so far this year. BioNTech and Pfizer reached a deal with a Brazilian pharmaceutical company to help manufacture their COVID-19 vaccine in Latin America. And EV charging player Volta is set to begin trading today. And Rand Ariscog, former chief executive of ITT Corporation in the 1980s and 1990s, has died. Ariscog, a West Point graduate, successfully refocused the conglomerate that at various points ran the Sheraton Hotel chain, owned the New York Knicks and Rangers, and made Wonder Bread. He was 89 years old. On the calendar today, Burlington Stores, Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce, Dell Technologies, Dollar General, Dollar Tree, Gap, J.M. Smucker, HP, Marvell Technology, Peloton Interactive, and VMware are all set to release results. 
and the Bureau of Economic Analysis reports the second estimate for Q2 GDP. Economists are sticking with their forecast of 6.5% seasonally adjusted annual growth. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wall Street Breakfast. I'm Pim Fox. If you have ideas, suggestions, or criticisms, please leave them below. Your feedback is deeply appreciated. Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. 